A lot of people keeping a close eye on a petition uh, that has been launched that is calling for free birth control in Canada. It is uh, saying, hey, you know what? Uh, there should be access to free birth control across this Canada, not just uh, you know province by province, but on a national level. Well, let's find out more with Dr. Rupinder Tour, who is the Calgary medical doctor leading this cam- campaign. Dr. Tour, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm happy to be here. I'm trying to get some perspective. How do how does Canada compare to other nations around the world that have universal health care? Uh, it seems like we're a bit of an outlier with not actually having that widespread coverage. Yeah, so I think a lot of Canadians don't um, realize that we're actually one of the only countries in the world that has universal access to health care, but does not have uh, coverage for prescription medications. And we are talking prescription medication here, which can get quite expensive. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, we're a big believer that, you know, this policy, what I like to call it, it's really an irresistible policy um, because, you know, I guess from all the work that I've done, one of the main things that I see is that, you know, this life of self-determination, the, the ability to live your life according to how you want to do that. And for a lot of young girls and women, you know, it really does require access to contraception to be able to do that. And unfortunately, finances are often a barrier um, and they're a barrier to the people who need it the most and the ones that, you know, an unintended pregnancy could actually really, you know, affect their lives to a significant degree. Dr. Tour, the, uh, the- the petition, um, you know, outlines three main points. We've talked a little bit about uh, the cost, but uh, one of those first points is it, it, you know, according to the petition, it says it saves money. Ex- expand on that for us. Yeah, I mean, so this policy, like I said, I I think I really love to call it an irresistible policy Mm -hmm. because I think there's wins on every single level. So, you know, the first time we start talking about free birth control, the first question I think your listeners might have is, well, how much is that going to cost us? And the fabulous news is it's actually not going to cost money. It's a policy that creates money. So this is solid. Studies have shown that for every dollar that we invest in, you know, universal access to prescription contraception, it actually can save us up to $9 in the public sector. And that data, you know, has come out of, um, there's been some good data out of BC. So your listeners might not be aware that BC actually passed a similar policy in April of this year. Um, and so the economics are really solid. So, and, and we see the economic benefits very quickly. You know, we see cost neutrality within two years and cost savings within three. So it's a very quick way to save money, right? So I think that's one thing that we can say is it actually saves and it saves, it creates money that we could be using for other programs. But, so, but how so, so that, how, how so does it, uh, how does it do that? Well, because, you know, if we're going to be paying for, like, in a country where, you know, we have universal health care, we are paying for, you know, the if we're going to pay for the unintended pregnancies, whatever that might look like, whether it's a termination, whether it's somebody, you know, carrying through and needing social subsidies, mm-hmm. you know, it's always going to be cheaper to pay for the contraception up front, right? That's mm-hmm. just math, right? So, so I think the policy is solid on economics. I think the really big push, though, is that, you know, reproductive rights are human rights. Mm-hmm. And the should not be left to the whim of changing provincial governments. You know, as women, our our rights to access our reproductive care should not be negotiated at a regional level, right? Where it's, you know, one one government's going to give it. So it shouldn't be politicized. These are just human rights. Like we, we, we require these. Um, and I think, you know, you know, we can get maybe a little bit complacent in Canada and think that, you know, we always have good access, but we see what's happening south of the border in the U.S. and we see a trend towards restricting access to reproductive care and to access 
access to some of these reproductive rights. And so I think now really is the time that we sort of need a federal policy right across the board that will always ensure that access to birth control in this country will always be secure and will be equitable. It will not depend on your ability to pay to access that because that is a human right. Um, And, you know, the third sort of you know, merit to this policy is that this government, you know, like we mentioned, you know, we're one of the only countries that, you know, has universal health care, but doesn't have um, coverage for, for prescriptions. You know, the government has already promised pharmacare, right? Mm-hmm. And so we know it's coming, um, but, you know, they do have to decide which meds are going to get covered. And we feel contraception would be a very important symbolic first step of that program. Um, and so, you know, that's why we think, you know, the time really has come to make birth control free in Canada. Uh, generally, healthcare is a provincial jurisdiction. Uh, is, is there is there precedent for, for, for being able to have this kind of a federal policy on what would appear to be provincial jurisdiction? Yeah, I mean, you know, reproductive rights is, you know, is where I guess human rights and healthcare intersect, right? And so, so this is the push that we're making. I mean, there's countries, uh, you know, in the, across the world that have have made sort of birth control free or publicly funded. So we're not doing anything new. There's, you know, and and there's been conversations about this back and forth at, at many different levels, whether it's provincial, federal. But again, you know, I just think the women of this country deserve this policy, right? If it's successful, it will be one of the most progressive policies for reproductive rights and gender equity in Canadian history. And I just think we have evolved. We have come to that point now where we understand the importance of this. Um, And I think it being a human right, it really does need to be done at a federal level and be secure at that level. So it's not up for negotiation with different political parties at a provincial level. Our human rights should not be up for negotiation. And I think as women, and as men who support the women in their lives, we need to step up for this and, you know, make our voices heard. And Dr. Tour, when you uh, take a look uh, across this country, and I'm sure there's been lots of research in the in the response and how, how folks in uh, provinces uh, across the country feel about it, when it comes to Alberta, and of course you being a, uh, an Alberta-based doctor, what have you heard and what do we know about uh, the response or the, um, the, the feeling of Albertans on this? Yeah, I mean, this is a policy, I think, that, you know, so many Canadians can get behind. You know, what we have found that regardless of your political ideology, regardless of your gender, regardless of the region that you live in within Canada, there is overwhelming support for this policy from the public. You know, we've seen that in our petition, which just went live about 10 days ago, and we've already had 4,000 signatures. At least a third of those are from Alberta. So, you know, I think this is a policy that, you know, I'm a big believer that there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. And I think the time has come for this. Um, And there, you know, it's hard to get, you know, there was a a poll uh, that had shown that, you know, 75%, I think, of Albertans supported this policy. And to get 75% of the population to agree on anything, I think, is incredible. So I think, you know, there is strong public support. And the reason that we're really excited about this petition is this is the first time the public has a chance to weigh in on this, right? And we want to make sure that we take a strong show of support back to the federal government. We're hoping that on September 26th, it's World Contraception Day, that you know, this petition will be acknowledged in the House of Commons and there will be a member statement that will 
uh, you know, confirmed commitment to this policy at a federal level. Um, and, you know, the public only has until August 25th mm-hmm. to sign this petition. And I would really encourage everybody to consider this and maybe not so much, you know, for your own personal situation. Maybe you have education and, and the financial resources to access contraception. But this is really to think about for our descendants, for our daughters and our granddaughters. You know, they will be thankful for us that we made sure that we did the work to make sure that that access to birth control will always be secure, that that will not be taken away. Um, And, you know, we often think of birth control as a women's issue. And this week, we're really pushing, you know, for that understanding that, you know, reproductive rights and birth control really is a shared responsibility. And we're really encouraging them to come up this week and really stand up for the women that they love in their lives, whether it be their partners, their daughters, and and sign and show that sign of support. This is where we need people to step up. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's a woman's issue. It's a men's issue. It's a youth issue. There is no minimum age on this. Uh, petition. So as long as you have an email, you could be, you know, under 18 and still have your voice heard. I think, you know, we just want to make sure I think this is a policy that can help so many Canadians. It can just really even the playing field. Um, And, you know, like I said, we've had such great overwhelming support for this. I think the awareness needs to get out. I think we need champions. We need people to, um, you know, sign the petition and not only sign themselves, but spread it to their network, their, you know, personal networks, their professional networks. We, you know, we only have 30 days. We understand that this, you know, petition launched in August, which is, you know, of course, in the middle of vacation season, people have other things on their minds, but this is a limited time opportunity for the, for the public to weigh in. And I would hate for anyone to, you know, hear about this later and say oh if I'd known I would have I would have put my support to it so I think it's just so important I think you know as Canadians there's you know not often we get opportunities to really kind of make our voices heard in this way and to affect a policy change like this Got it. Uh, you, can, you can tell the, the passion that you have for this uh, and I understand it. Uh, you only need, I think, about uh, 500 signatures to get it presented in the House, but you really want uh, a solid uh, number, obviously. Where do people find this petition? Yeah, it's easy to find. You can go to our website. It's projectempower.ca, um, and you'll see all of the merits of the policy piece on there if you want to look into it a little bit more. Um, and we have great resources there for our partners or people who want to support us. Um, and uh, Or you can just, uh, if you Google, I'm sure, Petition Canada Contraception, it will show up as well. Dr. Tor, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We sure appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah. And just encouraging all your listeners just to get out there and sign before August 25th.